This is a Life School Podcast, episode number 109. Today we're going to talk about being a lifelong learner, even if your schedule is packed. And we're going to give you our system for getting intentional in this specific area. Also, Caesar's going to throw in his own personal reading list and method for picking out which books to read. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. Welcome to another edition of the Life School Podcast. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with Caesar Kalinowski. Hello, Caesar. How you doing there, Heath? Doing great, man. Yourself? Great. I'm excited for this episode and it's something I've given a lot of time to, both being a learner, but also reading and but also giving a lot of time to this episode. So yeah, excited to get started. Yeah. And today we're going to talk about uh, the process of what it actually looks like to be a lifelong learner. Cool um, term. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> cool term. Uh So maybe you could give us a little bit of a brief overview as far as like where we might be going over the next 25 minutes or so. Okay, yeah, this idea of being a lifelong learner is important because I think so often we think of learning as what we did in school or what we did in seminary. Sure. And after that, it's sort of like we just pick up facts as needed or read the news or whatever so we can vote or whatever. But the idea of being a lifelong learner is saying, hey, intentionally, I'm going to put time and effort and thought into what am I learning and am I engaging in important areas of life to be improving and growing wiser and, and maturing. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes a big difference. It really does. Yeah, I find the older I get, the less I know. And, you know, I used to have this theology that <laughs> so was true. figured out, and I had God wrapped up exactly how I wanted him, and I could explain almost everything. But I'm excited you... for our listeners, too, to share. You know, I'm a, I'm a little bit older. <laughs> I get feeling older every day. Um, and I, I'm, I've been a reader, but it's not just about reading, as we're going to talk about. It's sure. really about being intentional and in how we determine what we'll read or engage in or spend our time. And uh, I, I found that once you sort of that becomes part of your jam, kind of yeah. that's who you are, you will crave wanting constant, you know, learning and growth. And um, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's Maybe we can unpack this. like this, this might be a new phrase for some people. Is it, are you talking, as you just said, not necessarily from an academic standpoint, but how would you unpack the phrase lifelong learner and why is it so important to remain one for our duration of our lives? Ah, good. Well, like I said, it's not, you know, being a learner is not just college or sort of, you know, taking a class now and then or that mandatory retraining for our jobs, but it's this idea of always growing, always expanding, and then taking the time to bring intentionality to it. And what I found is if you're not growing in every area of life, chances are that you've probably grown complacent there. Yeah. You think about there's a lot of important stuff. Um, but we don't necessarily give any time to getting better at it or learning more about it, right? And if, we're, if we've gone complacent in a particular topic or area of our life, you know, healthy things grow. We don't feed things. They might be sliding back down the slope, right? Mm. So important things like our marriage, parenting, uh, leadership skills, character development, they all really deserve time and effort that we give to growth and maturity. You know, whatever we can give, it, those are areas that deserve that type of growth. And and here's what's amazing is the effect it has on others in your life, it's actually tangible and really, really powerful too. It's not just sort of like, hey, for my benefit, I feel smarter. Sure. But it affects all of life, especially, I think, for leaders, for dads, yeah. eh, for everybody. No, really, everybody. Well, it reminds me of, uh, as you're talking now, of even episode 107 that we recorded a couple weeks ago about how to talk about politics without being a jerk. And the posture was lifelong learner, even in politics, is more about asking questions. It's a heart of humility rather than thinking you have it all together. It's submitting. I think that same heart's important to be a lifelong learner because as we're going to see, one of the steps, like one of the sort of tricks I give you for the process is 
you know, getting alongside people that are smarter than you. Well, first off, you have to admit that some people know something that you don't know or a little more than you do, right? And we're going to get into that. Here's another thing. Studies show that, that people who have remained, you know, engaged in lifelong learning, mm-hmm. they actually stay productive and emotionally healthy throughout all of their life. Huh. Like just, you know, the storms of life and stuff that comes at them, even well into old age. You know, and I, I, I've watched my grandparents grow old, sure. you know, and now they've passed. And uh, one side of my grandparents, I swear, they, they uh, retired at age 62. And um, my grandpa went on one week-long trip to Florida. And my grandma wasn't happy about it. And after that, that was at 63. After that, they never left the house until they died in their 80s. My oh grandma my. died at 90. I'm not joking. Like, That's tragic. Like go to the grocery store maybe, uh, you know. But they're was, not getting out. There was no, I mean, it was the craziest thing. They didn't engage in anything. And, yeah. uh, and so you're just kind of waiting. You're marking time, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's not most of our listeners. You know, they're not like waiting to die or whatever or sure. approaching. Some have already retired, I'm sure. But, but yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, I want to stay, I want to stay a learner. My daughter recently gave me one of the best compliments she ever did. She says, you and Ma, like, you're always kind of improving your life. You're, hmm. you're not like self-help guru, weird, sure. you know what I mean? But you're, you look at stuff and you go like, I think we could do that better. I think I can learn more about that. Or that would just be a fun area to learn, right? It's so. funny that you say that in light of your grandparents, because as you were sharing, I was thinking about two different sets of my grandparents. You know, I come from a split home, so I actually have four sets of grandparents. Mm. I could tell you one of my grandpas is about as stubborn of an individual. I mean, he stopped learning 30 years ago. He doesn't care to, he doesn't care to engage any new conversation over what might change culturally. He had... He was set in his ways. He was defiant. And then I have another grandparent that parallels almost exactly opposite the way he was. My, my other grandpa is this learner, and he's asking questions. Even for me as a teenager, like, oh, I saw you at the baseball game, and I noticed you did this. Why did you do this? There was this... so is, Inquisitiveness there. Yeah. yeah is is stubbornness almost the opposite effect of a lifelong learner? Is that the result of it? It might be. And, and, and like, which, one's, which one would you rather be around and feel like, I could learn from this person? I could tell you which one nobody ever wanted to be around. Right? <laughs> yeah. Part of why I think why it works this way, Heath, is that if we, you know, okay, learning, right? If we mm-hmm. can change what we think about something, change our focus, or, you know, or that truth that's in our head, or add to it, then that begins to change what we believe. Sure. Like, head, you know, what we think changes what we believe. And then different belief leads to different actions and or sometimes even emotions hmm. i've heard it called like head hard hands right okay so that's why part of if you want to live differently or you want to have different emotional life sure. or whatever part of that's being a lifelong learner if you stay right where you're at that this is what i think about something this mm-hmm. is what i believe this is all the knowledge i have this is all the experience i have this is all the exposure to other areas of thought then you're kind of stuck there and if you're not digging your life or you're not that part of your life area of your life isn't great yep. well that's another reason to be a lifelong learner Right. Mm. And, and what I'm going to suggest here today is that we can actually get real intentional about it instead of just going like, you know, that kind of sucks. I should probably, you know, read an article or two. It's like, no, let's go ahead and map out our year. How about that? Yeah. And, and that's something I try to do. I it's try that to, intentionality, right? Right. I try to do that. And I'm, I don't want anybody to think like, oh man, like this guy's a machine. He'd be like everything I say here, I just nail it perfectly all year long. Sure. But the basics of this, yeah, it's kind of part of how I roll now because I, I, I intentionalize this. I want to be a lifelong learner. Yeah. I, I want to be wiser in, you know, you pick a topic of importance, you know, parenting, my marriage. I want to be better next year than it was this last year. You know, yeah. in five years, I want to be, I want to have better character in my life, you know, sure. and, and my family to be richer. So anyway, yeah. So 
you're you're setting this up. I'm excited about it. I want to be a lifelong learner. I don't want to be like my grandpa that nobody wanted to be around. I want my kids. Sorry, to Gramps. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Gramps. He's no longer with us, unfortunately. But the thing is, how do how do you suggest that we actually get to live like this? How do we stay lifelong learners for all of life? Can we incorporate this into our busyness every day? Yeah, I think you can. Okay, so here's here's what I want to say. Start off by taking a bit of an assessment of the areas in your life that are important to you. Hmm. Okay, so some of our listeners are married, some are not. Some have kids, some of their kids are grown, some don't have kids, you know. So start by taking an assessment of the areas in your life that are important to you. And these will and, and these will give you some ideas of the things that you should keep growing in because they're important to you. Yeah. So here's a partial or potential, you know, list of areas from my own life or in general, just to give people an idea. Sure. Things like health. Learn more about your health and how yeah. to stay healthy. Or if you want to lose 10 pounds, like how, how do I do that as a lifestyle versus, you know, crash diet and then I gain back 12 or 15. You know. Sure. Uh, family, parenting, marriage, areas of your faith, right? And that's not just like knowledge, but yeah. that's like, you know, if I read a book on theology re- recently or uh, an area of scripture that I want to grow in or an attitude from scripture and, dis- you know, discipleship, that's another area. Uh, work and career. Are you hmm. are you intentionally being a learner when it comes to your job and your career? Because it says work unto the Lord. Well, I want to do a better and better job yeah. at my job every year. Constantly growing. You're yeah, right. and it's not just so you can get paid more. That's a benefit, right? Sure. Sometimes, usually. But um, character. How about the area of your character? If you like, it's important for me to grow in my character. Well, write that down. Leadership. Millions of books on leadership, sure. all kinds of time management, all that stuff falls into that. Uh, finances, yeah, you know, like, do you are, are you crushing your finances and you really manage it? Where it's like now, I didn't really think about it, and it's like there's no stress, or like no, I'm kind of still, you know. And even if you have, well, what if you read books on finances that help you to actually do better financially, so you get to be a blessing to more people? Yeah. Cool. Or how about history? You know, they like say like, you know, if we don't know history, we're bound to repeat it. Yep. So like, I love biographies. They're, again, connected to areas of life that are important to me or a person. I go, man, that person's life is worth imitating. Yeah. So I'm going to read a biography on that person and try to learn from some of their mistakes or their experiences or the stuff they do well, right? So those are kind of give you an idea. So, again, first step is, uh, you know, sort of do an assessment and write down what do you think are five, six, seven, whatever areas you go, really important to me. These are important areas of life, and I would love to grow in them. That leads me to a question that... um as we've talked, and you know my family, we've got four kids. We're in the thick of it. This comes up a lot in the podcast. Would you say five, six, seven is great? Or would you say, hey, man, your season of life, pick two or three and then reassess in a year? Or would you go, throw out as many as you want and do a book a year in each one of those? Or would you say, no, really try to focus down from 10 maybe areas to to maybe two for this next three months? Well, I, you know, I think some of it's going to have to do with your own capacity for reading. Sure. You know, and, and reading, was we're going to talk about, is not the only way. Mm-hmm. That's that's one aspect of it. Okay? okay. So really let's let me park reading for just a second and say, I think at first, create the categories. Okay. Just start with that. Create hey, you know, for some people that's gonna be a revelation. Like I've never taken the time to actually sit down and write out what categories in my life are important to me. Sure. You know, I could I could knee jerk and go like, Well, my family and, and my church. Yeah. Okay, but what about it? You know, like I'm gonna grow in the area of church, you know, like no, yeah, what about specifics. what areas specifically in your faith? Yeah, you know, I wanna grow in prayer. I want to grow in my understanding of grace. I want to start being a more merciful or generous person. Great, but there's there's, there's ways to learn that, yeah. to be, and not only books. There's yeah, other TED things. talks. Yeah, all <laughs> kinds of stuff. We're going to talk about that. So anyway, I'd say go ahead and write them down, and then I'd say um, once you've done that, okay, right, the areas that you you know you want to be growing in, um, then prioritize them into like your top five or six. Okay. Okay. 
you know, maybe that's a good start. Some people are going to go like, no, I, I read like crazy or I have all kinds of time. I'm retired, so I'm going to put down 12 and I'm going to get after them. You're still going to have to start one at a time. So sure. you, know, you can always add, you know. But I'd say at least, you know, put them into the area, give them a priority of like top five or six. Okay. Or maybe you take the whole list and you put them in the order of most important to least important in your life right now. So you go, I'm going to start at the most important. Like this area of life, if I could, if I could tip the scale up a little bit, yep. big results, big benefit. So, you know, like if you're, you know, you're like, you know, if I could grow in my area of parenting in the next couple of years, it's going to change my family's life a lot. Yeah. We're not doing that great a job or I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm just having kids. Great. Sure. Or in the area of marriage, it's like, you know what, that's going to pay off huge dividends. So I'm going to put that up higher on the list than like reading a good historical biography. You know what I mean? Sure. Absolutely. Right? So things like that or finances, you know, like if you're just like, oh my God, our life is so freaking stressed because my finances are a mess. I don't know what to do about it. Let's put that higher on the list, yeah. right? So maybe, you know, you've got a long list. Prioritize it that way. You know, just most important to least important, okay? Okay. So things like, you know, health and family and marriage, if you're married, and parenting and faith and character, make sure those are up closer to the top. Maybe then go after finances and other areas, okay? okay. That's great, man. Okay. So then what you want to do is you want to look at being a learner in these areas. And I'm going to give you three powerful ways to do that. Okay. Okay. You've kind of hinted at one uh, and that's reading. I'm going to get there. Okay. But here, what I want to say first is, okay, first powerful way to do it is who do you know that's stronger or wiser than you in these areas? And then I want you to schedule time with them right away to talk and learn and ask for their recommendations for continued learning. Hmm. Chances are someone you see in your life that you admire because you go like, wow, I want to have what they have in that area. I bet they have pretty good recommendations. It's probably not accidentally. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And they're going to give you at least the next step or two. It might not be 30 years worth of learning in sure. that area, but go for it. And you know what else? They'll be honored that you asked them to do that. Hmm. And you think about it. Someone comes to you and goes, Heath, you're really good in this area, man. This is the area I want to grow in. Yeah. You're not like, get away from me, kid. <laughs> I <got> no time <laughs> for that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, right? You want to help. Yeah. And so they're going to want to help you. Okay. Next thing is, so... First way that we stay a lifelong learner is get around people that are better at us at something with intentionality, humble yourself and be with them. And then next, what experiences could you engage in or sign up for, right? Get involved in that will give you practical experience in learning in those same areas. Okay. So I don't know, uh, top of mind, is it like a marriage conference, you know, Yeah. or a parenting conference? Tina and I, uh, for years, like every year or every other year, we would go to a uh, family life conference, marriage sort of enrichment thing, right? Yeah. And some years we were just going complete tune up, like things are great. Other weeks were, you know, other years were going like, uh, yeah, we need it. yeah. <laughs> time for some help here. You know what I mean? Sure. But we, we prioritize that because we realized this is not an area that we were raised real strong in or had all knowledge and, but we knew super important. Yeah. So that was an experience, right? It was like, we carved out the time. We had to kind of save up the money for the conference and hotel, right? Yeah. There's parenting conferences. Um, you know, maybe you want to go on a missions trip because you want to understand mercy or the rest of the world better, yeah. or you want to get more generous. And so you want to go see people that don't have much. Yeah. And so that's great. Right. Or maybe there's an, uh, an activity in your city of serving that you can engage in. Like, I really don't understand. Like I see homeless people on the street or someone begging and it creeps me out, you know, and I'm like yeah. angry. Like I want to grow in that. Well, go serve, go serve somebody and get to know their story a little bit. And guess what? It's going to change your whole perspective. Yeah, so it's helpful. That, right. Uh, what about another way of getting experience is what about you enroll in a class, like at a local college or something? Hmm. Tina and I are actually uh, thinking about, if you know if it all works out with travel, we're, we're going to take uh, Spanish classes. 
Oh, cool. Right. So what, you know, what big, that's not one of our heavy categories. It's more of a bucket list thing, but it's an area we want to grow in because the world is big and changing. And so much of it speaks that language. We're like, you know what? My son speaks that language. I'm like, we want to learn it. Yeah, absolutely. So part of being a lifelong learner too. And I'm thinking, I read somewhere that like when you learn language, it's just like music. We're both musicians and songwriters. Sure. Uh, There's like synapses that, you know, get built, rebuilt, reinforced. And so as I'm kind of getting old and feeling forgetful, (laughs) I'm like, maybe if I learn another language, you know, that'll that'll prop me up a little bit. Okay. And then here's the third way to like engage in lifelong learning. And this was the one that you kind of, you dipped into. And I think a lot of people go there and it's probably because it's the easiest to engage in today, lifelong, sure. lifelong, you know, learning and, and low hanging fruit. And that's um, pick a good book to read in each of your top categories each year. Okay. And then read it, like finish the thing. Yeah. I'd say most people have like five or six books, you know, like like two or three chapters and they're right. And I'm going to advocate, don't be that person. Throw those out if you need to or sure. put them back on the shelf for recategorization. But I, I really think part of being a lifelong learner, there again, intentionality, pick the books in each category that you want to read and then read those things. And maybe even give yourself a deadline. Like I want to get this read this month or maybe that's too fast. So in the next eight weeks, I'm going to finish that book. Have you found it helpful to stick with that one book rather than going, yep. oh, I got four books open. That's what I'm time. saying. So yeah. if you're going like, okay, you know, like it's, I think it's really solid. If you're married, read a book on marriage. There's a million really good ones out there. Sure. Every year, you're going to, trust me, you're going to learn something, you know, yeah. and your spouse, you know, your husband's going to be grateful. Your wife's going to be grateful. And so read that book through to completion. Now there again, it's not the task of, I read the book, check. It's like engage that learning. Yeah. Part of being a lifelong learner, engage it. So talk about it with others. Talk about it with your spouse if it was a marriage book. Sure. If it's something to do with your career, engage people at work about that. Talk to your immediate supervisor, your boss, whatever, and say, hey, I'm learning this. How will that help? How can I best apply that to be a benefit to the team here or this yeah. company, right? And that's, that's you know, also modeling something. But I'd say finish it and super engage it before you move on. Yeah, Kathleen and I had done that a while back with a book on marriage, actually, where I knew that she would go to bed and read about a chapter a night. And I said, hey, let's read a book together. And so she'd lay there and I'd read the chapter and we'd be able to discuss it. And so it was something that together we were doing and it also fit a rhythm of life that built into the, her, her love language of quality time. It, it was a win-win across the board. And it did help in that season, making us feel like, man, we're actually firing together. We're, it's not, Heath, you've read this really great book on marriage. I don't get what you're talking about. It was a really helpful way for us both to engage that. Yeah, and you might not have even believed or agreed on everything in the book you read, but then you discussed nope. it, so you still learned from it. See what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know if we really believe that or agree with that, you know? So either way, you, it was a benefit. So some people think like, well, I'm just not a reader or whatever. Um, I think you can be, you know, yeah. most people, you know, most people probably hear in this podcast have read and do read and maybe they've fallen out of the habit of it or they only saw learning and reading as like when I had to college or whatever something at work um you know I'm not talking about reading you know like eight hours a day I'm 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 saying most people could finish a book a month if they read um about an hour or so two to three times a week yeah and in my own life I'll just be honest when I'm not kind of like why am I not finishing these books I can almost this is me I can almost draw a perfectly straight line to a lot of tv watching lately hmm so like, do I really need that rerun of that? Or do I need to pick up that brand new show? Like, oh, it kind of looks interesting. Or you go like, no, I'm not gonna, because that'll be an hour a week sure. forever that I could just go ahead and put into that book. And I guarantee if I grow in that area of my life, way more benefit to myself and others and the kingdom and all of that. <laughs> now, where would you, where would you put in like a uh, time or energy to things that are just not books? Like we talked about, like great DVD series, great parenting series that we could sit and watch for 45 minutes. I mean, I think if a person was really clever, and you wanted to be creative about this, 
take these three categories. So time with people who know more than you, right? And right. some sort of an experience that you can go out and learn in and book reading and map, map all of those into your categories. So you know what? I think the best thing for like this area would be an experience going out and serving the poor or something like yeah. that or, or a marriage conference. Right. And then that's, I'm going to do that this month. So I'm not even reading this month. Yeah. Don't feel good. like you have to overlap everything in the whole world. Right. And it, you know what I mean? We're yeah, not, absolutely. we're not trying to win anything here, like, or beat a contest or show everybody our list. And it's amazing. You know, yeah. what we're just saying is you you've, you've taken the time to prioritize the categories in your life. Now that immediately gives some intentionality. And you're saying, let me slot something in, maybe like one a month, sure. into one of those Feels areas. Like yeah. All right. So now you've got like um, the that bait. That kind of making sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Great. And I, uh, I've bit the hook. And so my question is like, uh, what are you reading right now? What recommendations? I'm assuming you have some for people that are listening. Uh, well, I might just. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you share with us what, what's in your mind? Yeah, surprise. <laughs> I might just. Well... I read a pretty wide range of authors. Okay. It's kind of like my music listening. People are like, wow, I just looking through your iPod, dude. You have to, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah, I love classical and I really love super heavy, you know, guitars. <laughs> anyway, sure. uh, it's, I'm all over the map. Same with writing. And um, so um, I read a pretty wide thing. Some are newer, some are already dead. Actually, I really love reading, you know, dead guys. Yeah, you know? me too. And uh, anyway, or gals, whatever. <laughs> so um, here's the thing. I put together a list of my top 20 like books, I don't have time to go over them all right now. But let me give you just a few to kind of give people an idea. Yeah, absolutely. And if they if they download the big three, which we'll talk about in a minute, part of the big three this week is going to be a link to my sort of like Uber top twenty list. And that's oh, sweet. And if people trust me at all, you know, yeah, and trust us, and they're learning from life school, then it's a good place to start. Right? Great. And um, okay, so let me just real quick kind of give you a few to kind of give you the idea. Great. Um, top marriage book to get on your list for this year: The Meaning of Marriage by Tim Keller. It's a fantastic book. Wow. I mean, yeah. when I read that book and I remember thinking, okay, I've been married like 20 something years when I read it, you know, yeah. I wish I'd have read it a really long time ago. I gave it to my son before he got married and him and his now wife read it. He goes, yeah. changed everything, dad. And no offense. A lot of this, I don't think you knew when we were little. I'm like, no, totally didn't. Yeah. But it's really affecting my, you know, so I, it's like top. Great okay. Um, top book on parenting. Um, that you're going to want to look into. I mean, there's so many, right? Um, but especially if you got if you're younger parents, uh, read Grace Based Parenting by Dr. Tim Kimmel. Okay. So first one was Dr. Tim Keller. <laughs> Grace Based Parenting is Dr. Tim Kimmel. And you know, also our listeners might want to go. This is also part of being a learner. Is if they haven't heard episode 104 of Life School. Yeah, with um, Jay. Yeah, we talked to Jay Paytleitner, who is like you know the Uber parenting guy and marriage guy and lots and lots of books and he's got that book quick tips for busy families and yeah. we unpacked a whole bunch of that so that way um here's a book that is older okay? okay like it's been around quite a while but it's a must read or it's a reread like and it hits family marriage parenting all of it and it's the five lung love languages by gary yeah, chapman Gary Chapman, yeah five love languages right uh, talk about an oldie but a goodie sure. and they re-up it and they tweak it you know every couple of years i was just listening to him on the radio the other day i was like who's this guy it's so fresh oh it's gary yeah you know <laughs> so if you've never read it you must and if it's been years i'd say reread it sure and i re you know i originally read it for like my my marriage but then we read it in light of our kids and i think they even have like you know, five yeah, they do have a version for, for kids, kids yeah. and for teens and all. Super powerful. Okay. Yeah. Uh, top book for growing in character. Um, and this is for my favorite author ever. It's the book Humility by Andrew Murray. Yeah. Speaking of the old dead guys. Right. I mean, book. Andrew Murray wrote like 150 books. They're yeah. all pretty short. 
like, but they, they'll peel you like a grape. Like literally you go like, that's the shortest chapter I ever read. And I have to stop now because I, I'm like undone. Brain is fried. Yeah. yeah it's, it's so good. So, I mean, Humility by Andrew Murray. Um, I need to read that again. I used to try to read it every year. I haven't read it in a while. Hmm. Um, here's one of my other annual reads and, and I try to read it all the time and it will forever change your prayer life. It's the practice of the presence of God by Brother Lawrence. Practice okay. of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. He was a monk. He wrote this book as like a series of letters to his family and friends over like 300 years ago in France. Sure. And it's very short, and it'll completely change your whole understanding of prayer and practice of prayer. I'm not joking. So, wow. And I could I add my own book, Transformed, to the list for people, you know, if you want to grow in the area of community, Absolutely. discipleship. So that'd be... You know, it's been a blessing to a lot of people, and you can get that you know anywhere you want. Okay, so. yeah, it's great, man. Uh, as we start to wrap up and we think about our big three, we try every week to do the three takeaways that people can leave with and be encouraged by. Yep, you can get that download actually of the big three that would also include your list of like stellar books. For My this top up, twenty, your top yeah. twenty. That's going to be part the power of power list. <laughs> it's a power list for free. All you have to do to get that is go to one two three lifeschool dot com forward slash episode one oh nine. Yeah, you'll see a big banner that says big three, click, free, done. Yeah, Yeah. get it. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 109. Caesar, uh, talk us through the big three for this week. Okay, number one. Big, this is big. Determine that you want to become or stay a lifelong learner. First step. (laughs) If you just go like, well, I'm going to look at a list and maybe I'll read a book this year. It's like, okay, better than not. But actually determine, I want to be a lifelong learner. Okay. For yourself, for those that, you know, in your life that you love or those you lead, and also for the next generation that's going to follow you. Make a commitment. Uh, tell people that are important to you in your life that you've made this decision. You know how it is. You know, if you share somebody, listen, I'm going to really be trying to... Some accountability. Yeah, then. I'm going to be engaging some yeah. smart people. I'm going to be engaging some new books, some new experience. And I'd love it if you ask me how that's going. Maybe we can do it together, yeah. right? Get a friend, learn, you know, a lot of commonalities with, do it together. Um, and, and, you know... Make that decision and calendar some reading time into your week as a rhythm right now. Just like, you know, we calendar in lots of things because, yeah. you know, you got to go to work, you got to pay the bills, you got to, you know, get your kids up at a certain time, got to make lunches, <laughs> yeah, clean the house. There's yeah. a lot. So schedule it in if it's important to you. So that's, that's part of that becoming, you know, deciding to. And then find an hour or two in the next three to four days or even today to prioritize the areas of your life that you want to start to grow and learn in. Yeah. That's step one. So commit to it. And then make that list. Number two is glean the wisdom of others. Kind of already talked about that. So contact people you know from your church or work or friends or teachers or professors. Or you could even read an article like in a paper or magazine and contact a person. You know, yeah. And say, hey, could I get on the phone with you? Could I get with you? I really want to learn and be better in this area. I'm telling you, people are flattered by it and they'll want to do it. And um, here's another tip, too. So first off, get those meetings scheduled. Prepare questions that you want to ask them in advance of your time together so that it's valuable. You're not just like, well, Wasting their time. Yeah, right. Or or your own, right? And then take notes of what they say or like record your sessions so you can kind of follow up, listen to it again, drive and hear it a couple of times, right? Okay, number three then, and we talked a lot about this, probably the lowest hanging fruit, is make a list of the books that you plan to read in the upcoming six or 12 months. So take your categories or, you know, and, and it's like, okay, on these ones, it's going to be a book. Is it every other month? Is it every month? Cause you read fast, whatever. Yep. And, you know, and remember then pick a killer book in each of your top category categories each year. I kind of like to do that. Even if you're doing experiences in those areas, but, sure. but you know, time is limited, right? So yep. do it, do what you need to, and then commit to time to read each week. 
get started on one right away. Like yeah. pick, you know, get my list. Maybe you already know some books, whatever. And pick your categories and then pick a book and get started. And I wouldn't, like again, I, like we said earlier, I wouldn't be the person that's got four or five books going all at the same time. Sure. Right? And uh, yeah, so See, that's, that's great. That's what I do. And by, and like you said, if people want to download the big three, my, my, my top 20 list will be right there included with it. Man, I haven't even seen your your power list yet. So <laughs> as soon as we're done here, I'm going to sign up cool. <laughs> so that I can get cool. that. Because I'm excited to see what you're reading, what you're suggesting. Some of it's new and some of it will be like, these are classics. And like, I either, you know, read them all the time or reread them. Or you, if you haven't, like, start there. Kind of okay, thing. that's great. Unfortunately, time is up. It always goes so fast. Man, flies. Like I look at the clock and I'm like, I don't I want to keep going. But I like being this. You know, we get a lot of feedback like, wow, you guys pack a lot into like under a half hour. So, yeah. So good. I hope I hope this hope one has been the same. People. Great. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. Uh, if you want that free download of this week's Big Three Takeaways, again, it's 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 109. And we're going to send them right to your inbox. And uh, one thing that's super helpful for us as we're sitting here recording these podcasts is to hear what you're thinking about them. And one of the ways that we want to get this podcast out to even more people is that iTunes really recognizes when you subscribe and you rate and comment, review the show. So if, if you don't mind doing that, jump over to iTunes, give us as many stars as you feel generous to give us. <laughs> well, just doing that helps, you know, get it out to, like you said, other people. And it yeah. blesses us when we're not, you know, the show's free, you know, like, yeah. you know, the classes are, you know, we're giving it away, but that like, you know, kind of paid forward kind of idea, right? Yeah. And then another way that you can engage the conversation even further is uh, if you just jump on Facebook and you search for Life School Podcast, we've got a group on there that... Um, just getting started. Yeah. So it's new, but we discuss some of these episodes and there's some good comments you and i are both engaging in the conversation yep. so if you want to see us talk to us ask us questions about the show that's yep. the place go just and say hey i want to be invited you had to you know like join yep and then you get approved like you know a couple hours later or whatever whenever yep. we see that pop up in our facebook yeah. yeah and it's a great way to continue this conversation so yeah just look up life school podcast on facebook and it's the only thing like yeah hey next week is going to be a good week on the life school podcast we're going to talk about how to have a much bigger gospel one that touches absolutely every area of life. Because uh, as we've shared in the past, the gospel is not just a ticket to get out of hell. It's uh, infiltrating every part of our lives, which is why we even started this podcast. Yep, it's so much bigger. And so we're going to, yeah, you know, that's going to be a really fun, cool episode. Yeah, lots to learn. As always, we'd like to thank you for joining us. For more information, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. <laughs>